Here we go with another episode of Gonzaga Nation SI with Adam Morrison and myself, Dan Dickow, on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Season is in full swing. Gonzaga ranked sixth in one poll, five in another after being number two the first couple of weeks. But I think it's justified based on the fact that it was a struggle in Texas. Texas is a very good ball club. Gonzaga didn't play well, and then they responded against Kentucky in a neutral site game. I can't wait to get Adam's thoughts on if that was a true neutral site game. But, Mo, you were at both games calling it courtside with radio and, and Tom Hudson. Um, that Texas game, they looked out of sorts a little bit, but that atmosphere, I mean, wow. Yeah, fantastic uh, atmosphere. Great team. Chris Beard's a, a really good coach coming over from Texas Tech in the second season. Had, you know, uh, you know, mostly transfers last uh, last year, similar this year, but they've had three of those guys stayed. So then they had a year under their belt. So the continuity looked a lot better. Um, and then that facility was uh, beautiful. I mean, it was $375 million facility. I think it held, they said, 12 and then 14 for concerts. So they they roped off the upper, you know, the top deck and put, uh, like, graphics and stuff really state-of-the-art. It was actually the same group that did Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. So Texas didn't have to pay for their own stadium. It's completely funded by somebody else, which – is mind boggling to me, uh, you know, just how much money down is, is in that area, but their first big, uh, you know, real, uh, tough opponent in that arena. Obviously they played a couple games before, but it was kind of the grand opening for that arena. And, uh, you know, Texas just came out from the jump and outplayed us, uh, you know, 20 turnovers for our guys, I think four of them were dribbling off her foot. I think three of them, three to four were, you know, you understand this term, the key pass in the offense, the entry, and then the reversal, you know, that's kind of an NBA term, take away the key pass. And they stole that reversal to get in our offense like three or four times. Uh, it was a bad night and it was kind of well-deserved that we got beat the way we did. You know, I, I'm, I, I hate to use the term good loss, but you know, when you look at the Gonzaga schedule in its entirety, if fans think they were going to have cakewalks and get all the way through to WCC play, they're they're not thinking clearly. They're not thinking straight because they've loaded up an unbelievable non-conference. The fact that you go on a road it, and lose in a game like that doesn't hurt you as much as maybe a neutral side event, um, which they're going to be at in the PK-85. But, you know, that atmosphere to me was, was something that this team needs to to be in. They need to learn um when you when you look at it how was that student section because I had a chance to talk to Chris Beard last week he said he was impressed with Gonzaga's atmosphere a season ago the building itself was done but they could change and manipulate a few things in regards to the student section after seeing Gonzaga how was that student section compared to the kennel club uh it was really good I mean it wasn't as uh, succinct as the kennel club there's more tradition there I guess uh, you know that uh, I'm talking about like cheers and whatnot, but uh, they were very, uh, very much more vul uh, vulgar and uh, profane than the <laughs> kennel club. And I, you could, you could spin that any way you want. Um, so yeah, I was impressed with just the, the overall um, excitement for that game. Obviously the building was sold, sold out, but the fans, you could tell were knowledgeable, you know what I'm saying? They cheered at the right yeah. time. They cheered for just not scoring plays. Um, 
you know, because it, it apparently before then their building was too big and they didn't draw very good. So it was kind of dead when he went to play at Texas. So they're trying to change that uh, atmosphere and culture. And it, I think going to a smaller venue was was brilliant. And then their students are getting excited, um, you know, and, you know, enjoying themselves at games. And it was a great atmosphere. I like road games. I'm glad we did a non-conference. That was our first one since uh, Arizona in 2019. So it was kind of interesting um, to play a high-level game like that. And frankly, our guys didn't come out with a lot of energy. And, you know, the scoreline reflected that. Yeah, I, I like the the kind of movement towards a lot of schools building a, a correct size. I guess you could use that term, uh, gym. You know, Gonzaga did that years ago when they built McCarthy and went with 6,000. Um, you know, I think Baylor's doing something similar where they're going to build a slightly smaller state of the art, uh, arena. Um, you, you got to build it where it's still a tough ticket. Everybody wants to go. And if you're there, you're excited to be there. Texas being in the big 12 is unique though, because there's been a lot of comments about Gonzaga switching leagues over the last years. Uh, Mountain West was, I guess you could say they flirted with that, but you and I both know that wasn't going to happen. Uh, I think the Big East makes sense dependent on what other schools may join. Pac-12 has been talked about. Big 12 has been talked about. Um, what are your overall thoughts and impressions on possible conference realignment um, in, in regards to Gonzaga? Well, I think that it's a, you know, multi-layered answer. Obviously, you know, with, you know, all these schools joining, um, bigger conferences or whatever there's a you know the pyramids getting smaller our brand is obviously what it is for college basketball but we don't have football so that's a real issue if you're joining these bigger conferences because everybody knows the real true money makers that what makes a lot of programs go or athletic departments is football basketball adds to that a little bit but your brand has to be really strong duke kentucky gonzaga ucla you know what i mean you have to be you know, it's super, super elite to, to make money for your university. So I think the thought process is we don't want to be left out in the cold because there is conference realignment, no matter what anybody says. Um, but also it has to make sense for our brand. So um, I'll be curious to see what happens in the next one to two years, because I think a move is coming. I don't know that for sure. This is just mm -hmm. my opinion. The West Coast Conference had three teams in the NCAA tournament last year. Okay, so like it's not like it's just a, a cakewalk. And um, but I think with the brand that we have, you have to be proactive or at least listen to talks on conference realignment because it's happening all over the country. And like I said, our brand is big enough to add value to a, a bigger conference or any conference that you have to be able to be proactive and at least think about moving and it's not a slight on WCC or anything like that. It's just the reality of, you know, how, you know, the, the marketing and the sport and the sports dollars work um, with everybody going to the top of the pyramid now. So it'll be interesting one to two years, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I think this next couple of years is going to be fascinating because there's going to be a lot of movement and people are going to scratch their heads. You know, Mike Roth was a tr tremendous uh, AD. I think Chris Staniford's and, and Coach Few are going to stay on top of it as far as what makes sense, what is best for the school. Uh, I'm not going to put the conference out there with what name it is, but I know a, a strong conference pulled their basketball coaches in regards to 
with Gonzaga not having football, what would you do? Would you want them in the league? And the majority of the coaches said, without a doubt, it would influence and impact our league in a positive way. So um, I love the WCC. I think it's been traditionally a great league. But I think there are changes coming because of the things that you mentioned. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's you know, like I said, you don't want to be left out in the cold. Um, if there's real dollars to to be made, not just for your basketball program, for your whole athletic department, you have to go, um, you know, chase that and stabilize it. I mean, I think that what was the number with UCLA when they moved to um, the Big Ten? They were $90 million in debt, right? Okay, so there is realignment happening and you have to do the things to, you know, preserve those other sports. I'm just curious what it would look like, not just for men's basketball, but this is a whole nother show is what it looked like for women's basketball. It's had a great start to this season. It's a really good program. What it would look like for, you know, track, golf, all the other sports, volleyball um, for Gonzaga moving to a bigger conference. But, the, you know, we'll let the, the other people handle that type of question. <laughs> yeah, that, that's above our pay grade. That's for sure. Uh, we, we are just connected insiders of the program having conversations and hearing things. But but the UCLA one, that would be that that to me is just wrong, um, because as Bill Walton says, it's the conference of champions. And then now you have UCLA, UCLA leaving. I don't I don't know about that. But uh, great atmospheres was Texas. I didn't go to the Kentucky game on Sunday. I just got back from a, a broadcast, um, so I didn't make the game. But it looked like it was amazing. Uh, was it as good in person as it looked on TV? Uh, yeah, I gave it an A, A minus. It wasn't A plus, and that's not a slight. A plus would be absolutely bananas um, at all times. But it was a really good crowd. Um, you know, there's a lot of exciting fans that uh, – you know, don't get to go to home games because of the, you know, ticket availability. So they were excited to be in the Spokane arena. Um, I was just happy on the way we started. We played with a lot more energy um, and want to, we weren't getting pushed off our line. I think in that Texas game, if you charted, I guarantee coach, if you charted, our catches were at 25 feet plus. I mean, it was absolutely horrendous as far as just floor game, simple simplicity stuff. Um, but coming uh, coming out of the Kentucky game, we started off way better, um, and the 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 atmosphere was great. It was cool to have that game. It was cool to play well there because we haven't played uh, there since 2014, yeah. and Coach Few doesn't like that venue. So it was it was good for a lot of people, not just our program. It was good for the support staff who had to, you know, handle that game selling out in 11 minutes, and you know people complaining about it and there should be in the kennel you know what i mean and then yeah having it done right and winning so then coach few will go back to the arena because it's good for the <laughs> it's good for the community as well um yeah. you know th there's a lot of fans that deserve to go to a game and it's also good for the local economy I mean, all that stuff sounds funny but it's true um yeah. so winning really helped and everybody afterwards just like yes all right we can have one of these again um, but it was a great atmosphere. It was a fun night. Yeah, I, I would agree that that Coach Few is not a fan of that atmosphere. Um, Can't stand you it. Know, yeah, but if if it becomes a true home court advantage, which is what it looked like, maybe they will have a game a year or an occasional big time program. You know, the the other the only programs that I could see really as myself as a former player and fan wanting to come to Spokane now, whether it's the arena, whether it's McCarthy, but 
The last ones left on my list are Villanova, Duke, and probably Indiana because they're a, quote, blue blood. Who would yours be? Uh, I'd like to see Villanova. I think that'd be – I mean, obviously Duke, but we always find a way to play them now. Hopefully we play them in the PK-85. We'll talk about that uh, on a later episode or this episode. Um, but, yeah, I just uh, – Indiana, they're better. Um, I mean, it, that would be a marquee game. But I think Villanova, just because their style and they're, they're similar with the Jesuit program, small school, and they've done what we've tried to do and been really close is win a couple of national championships. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, they won one or two. Is it one? I think they've won two in the last six years. I believe. Yeah, yeah, they won two with Jay Wright. Okay, yeah. Then they won, uh, yeah, the one in 85 with Georgetown. So, anyway, I think Villanova would be the, the, the kind of the, the next blue bud to kind of make it over to this side yeah awesome last question mo on this episode is uh you and i've chatted and we actually talked about it on a previous episode here uh the coach cal story when he was at memphis did you get a chance to say hello to coach cal i did not say hello to coach cal i was uh courtside <laughs> and i didn't want to be involved in any scuffle or any anything to to get him off his line of uh thinking so no i didn't say anything to him that's awesome. Well, Mo, awesome. Great, great insight as you were there. I watched it on TV. Looking forward to another episode of Gonzaga Nation SI with Adam Morrison and Dan Dickow.